me, let me say to you as well, Happy New Year. Uh, looking forward to what God has in store for 2020. Um, real quick before we move on, I do actually have a few extra announcements. And Sue, I apologize. I did not get a chance to get these over to Kate beforehand, but I will read these off. Uh, the, for those of you who don't know uh, Jim and Sue Spaniola, y'all wave your hands. They, they, they are awesome, awesome neighbors here within the community and also um, are uh, official ambassadors for, for uh, uh, Mission Arlington and Tilly and uh, Sue just serves in such an incredible capacity up there uh, at Mission Arlington. So she, she helps kind of keep us in the loop. Uh, basically, there's, there's a few announcements you know, because Mission Arlington is part of our mission field and, and part, part of our outreach uh, that we are connected with. It says, uh, Mission Arlington needs and can use any extra gift bags uh, people would be willing to donate today and throughout the year uh, in preparation for next year's Christmas store. Uh, they use them for the, the the mama gifts that they hand out, and they always run out during the during the year. So, uh, uh, the, any any of those that you may have left over from Christmas, they can they can use, and and you can get you can get those to Sue, or you can, or and also if you have any clothes, canned goods, or anything you can donate that you just don't have time to get up to Mission Arlington, you can always take them over to Sue, and she she can get them up there. Uh, also, listen, check out these stats because I know we were involved in the in the turkey drop, and also uh, I think I think we helped the church helped some with the the Christmas store. Uh, for the Christmas store that Mission Arlington did, uh, according to Tilly, uh, its service the Christmas store blessed seven thousand two hundred eighty four families, uh, a total of about thirty two thousand six hundred ninety one people. Uh, out of all that, there was one thousand two hundred twenty six decisions made. Uh, for Christ. Some of them were, were people rededicating their heart to the Lord. There were 317 of those for sure that, that trusted the Lord for the first time, that, that asked Jesus into their heart. Uh, there were five different languages that, that they ministered to, and uh, they've given out over 5,000 bikes, and they're still going <laughs> during this Christmas season. Uh, during Thanksgiving, which many of you were a direct part of on Thanksgiving Day, uh, we were a part of blessing 5,814 families with turkey dinners. Uh, that's 24,398 people and over 6,000 volunteers helped. And we were part of those 6,000, that army of 6,000. So thank you so much for, for being a blessing and for loving on our greater community. Uh, we were very blessed here, uh, those of us who, if you're sitting here in this room, Trust me, compared to the vast majority of the world, you live like kings and queens. So, so we, are, we are blessed. So any way that we can turn around and be a blessing to those who are less fortunate and, and show the love of Jesus, and, and sometimes showing the love of Jesus is giving food, you know? Sometimes that's the greatest need that they have. So any way that we can continue to do so, and uh, we don't want to just have church for the sake of getting here on Sunday and having church in this facility, that's all well and good, but this just needs, needs to be the pep rally to get us out and uh, to love on people, right? So thank you, Sue, for, for those stats and for filling us in. Those, that's extremely, extremely uh, encouraging. So today, hey, you know what? That's all right. I agree, man. This, that's, we're, we're, we are saying goodbye to 2019 today. Uh, for some of you, it was a great year of blessing. For some of you, it is, was the official year of what the heck was that? Right? It was just, so wherever you fall on that scale, right? <laughs> Thank you, Becca, for having my back. Becca always, if there's one person that'll laugh with me, 
laugh at me. So speaking of, y'all, it's obvious that Kate has had dinner with me, right? <laughs> so, she knows the risks involved in that. So uh, looking forward to January 19th. Uh, and I should behave myself because it's at Howard and Yvonne's house. I don't want Yvonne to kick me out. So, uh, But we're going to have a good time. But 2019, no matter where you fell on it, I believe that I have a word today for someone. It may just be for myself. Y'all may be able to get just dismissed right now. And I'll preach to myself, name and myself. I don't know. Uh, but I believe it's a word for someone. We were, we were talking before service. I was chatting with Ryan even this week. We are talking about the word that God gave us at the end of 2018 for 2019. Uh, I had no clue how vital it would be, and, and the Lord reminded me of it this week. Those of you who were here at the end of last year, I preached a, a message called Nevertheless, Nevertheless, uh, that, that sometimes you have two, two things in front of you, uh, and no matter how great the odds are, Nevertheless, will always give you, I'll never accept the lesser of these two options. And so, so here we are. Many of us have had uh, huge mountains to overcome. Uh, many of us experienced great blessings, the lowest of valleys, uh, the greatest of defeats, the hugest of victories. But regardless of where, here we are the last Sunday of the year praising God together. That right there is victory in itself. That no matter what the enemy tried to throw against you, no matter how he tried to thwart your family, no matter how he tried to come against you, you still end the year giving him a black eye because you still show up. Whether you show up full of life or whether you show up by the skin of your teeth, you are here today praising God on the last day of the year. So, so I want to preach to us today uh, briefly uh, a word, but I, I believe it will be a word for us going forward and, and maybe, hopefully, even an encouraging word. We're going to read from Matthew chapter 13, verses 24 through 30 today. Jesus told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while everyone was sleeping, his enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and went away. And when the wheat sprouted and formed heads, and when the wheat sprouted, and formed heads. When the wheat sprouted and formed heads, then the weeds also appeared. I just want every, I want to camp there for a second. When did the weeds appear? When the wheat sprouted and formed heads. Oh, you could have answered Howard. I would have let you preach, but that's good. There <laughs> so, was. I was. So. <laughs> The weeds appeared. To them, it seemed like they just came out of nowhere. They appeared. Bam. Now, they were planted long before, but bam, they appeared when the wheat sprouted and formed heads. The owner's servant came. The owner's servants came to him and said, Sir, didn't you sow good seed in your field? Where then did the weeds come from? An enemy did this, he replied. The servants asked, do you want us to go pull them up? He said, no, because while you were pulling the weeds, you may uproot the wheat with them. Let them grow together. Let them grow together. We're going to let them grow together until the harvest. At that time, I will tell the harvesters, first collect the weeds and tie them in bundles to be burned, then gather the wheat and bring it into my barn. So I want to talk to you today about weeds in your harvest. 
weeds in your harvest. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for your word. Your word is life. Your word is light. It's revelation. Lord, we pray that your word will become flesh in us today, uh, that the essence of Christ will, will birth in us freedom, anointing, power, manifestation, everything we need to go into this new year, to take what we can from 2019, take the lessons learned and grow from it, but we press forward for the mark of the high calling. We press forward for your call, for your glory, for your purpose and your destiny with us in your kingdom, and we praise you in Jesus' name. Everyone say amen. amen. Now, Jesus is teaching a parable about the kingdom of heaven. Uh, he's, he's talking about, hey, the kingdom of heaven is not some cosmic city floating in the sweet by and by. The kingdom of heaven is right here, right now. You can operate in the kingdom of heaven. You can have heaven on earth right now. And so he's trying to teach them principles of what the kingdom is like. And so in, in this one, I, I love this parable, and we could camp out for weeks and weeks dissecting this parable. But one of the things that he's trying to teach us is... Uh, that the kingdom of heaven is like a farmer who's planting seed, good seed, in a field. He's trying to teach us, number one, about the principle of seed, time, and harvest. Or as, as you've, you've heard it said quite a bit in your life probably, you reap what you sow. If you sow something, you're going to reap something. So if you sow good seed, you should reap good harvest. If you sow bad seed, you're going to reap some bad things. Uh, if, if you are... We talked about it a little bit back in November when we when we talked about tithes and offering that when you sow financially into the kingdom, you reap finances. If you sow love, you're gonna get love. If you sow joy, you're gonna get joy. If you're gonna if you sow harmony, you'll receive harmony back. If you sow bitterness, anger, resentment, those are things that are come gonna come right back to you. Why? Because whatever you are sowing in life. You're going to reap. Galatians chapter 6 tells us, Be not deceived, God is not mocked, for who whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. If you're here and you don't have any friends, well, guess what? I don't think you're sowing friendship. No, I've tried to show sow friendship. Well, you may want to check yourself because you may think you are, but, but according to the word of God and the principle of the kingdom, whatever you sow, if you sow something, you're going to reap it, right? It goes for anything. If you if you even in business, if you sow good business, you'll reap good business. Even with your kids, whatever you put in your kids, you better believe that someday it's going to come walking right back and stare you right back in the face. Whether it's good or bad, it's going to happen, right? So this is this incredible principle. So we need to understand, uh, we need to be sowing some good seed. If, if you are reaping a bad harvest because you've been sowing a lot of bad seed, it's never too late to change your mind, to be renewed, to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That's the wonderful thing about this principle. If, if you're sowing bad seed, you can stop today and start sowing good seed. And you eventually, all that bad seed is going to run out. That harvest will eventually run out. You're eventually going to start getting some good harvest back in your life. And that's what we want for 2020, right? I do. I want some good harvest in my life for 2020. So, so that was their question. They, they all of a sudden, out of nowhere, for them, weeds cropped up. It was probably the Darnell weed is what they call it. It grows in the Middle East, and it looks a whole lot like wheat initially. So it camouflages itself. How many know that just because some things seem right, looks right, sometimes smells right, doesn't mean it's going to be right for your life at all times? 
And later on, it may come back to haunt you or bite you. Well, well, that's kind of what the Darnell weed was for these guys. All of a sudden, right when it seemed like, this is what I want us to get today. Right when it seemed like things were budding and blossoming, right when it seemed like they were going to be able to take an inventory of how good the crop and this harvest was going to be, right when it seemed like they were about to experience the best of life, they got to start experiencing the worst of life. They got to start experiencing some weeds. Boy, we're going to have some good harvest. Oh, we got some weeds we got to deal with. Have you ever noticed, it seems like right when you're about to step into your purpose and your destiny for whatever season God has you in, right when it seems like things, the getting's about to get good, bam, all hell breaks loose in your life. Anyone know what I'm talking about? Just when it seems like you're about to sit in the old proverbial easy chair and kick back with the metaphorical TV remote and life's Diet Coke, right? <laughs> and watch the great cosmic football game and just say, ah, all of a sudden, yeah, something other than the Cowboys. <laughs> all of a sudden, the phone rings. All of a sudden, you get that piece of mail. All of a sudden, a family member calls. All of a sudden, something falls apart. Your world catches on fire. Why is it that it seems like when we're about to just experience the best that life has for us, we also simultaneously have to deal with some of the worst that life has for us? You know, look at the Kimball family, who we love and we, we talk about every week. But finally... They had reached a point in their life that they said, look, finally, we've reached a point financially. We can take a sabbatical. We're going to take a whole month or two months, however long it was going to be. Man, this is going to be us, man. We're going to go off and have the honeymoon we always wanted. We're going to go off to Montana. We're just going to go hiking. We're going to just, we're going to have, we're going to chill out and just connect with each other and connect with God and bam, weeds in the harvest. Now, Here's the thing. we got to make sure we're sowing good seed. That was the first thing they asked them. They said, hey, did, did you, you sowed good seed, didn't you, master? And he said, yeah, of course I did. So it must have been the enemy. An enemy came and sowed it. Do you understand that the enemy has actually sowed some seeds in your life long before? Now, it may just seem like it cropped up out of nowhere in you. You know, it may have just appeared just when the getting was getting good. But there are some things that the enemy put in your life all the way back from your childhood. All the way back a decade ago. About the time that he figured out that God's hand was on your life, that God had destined you for greatness, that God had a great purpose for you, all of a sudden he planted some things that would be timed just at the right time so that when you were stepping into the season God had for you, man, weeds cropping up. How are we going to deal with this? First of all, why? That's the first thing that we always want to know is why. Why? You know, we think it's crazy. Yet the Bible says, think it not strange when you face the fiery darts. These things, this is normal. This is, this is the good news today, right? Here's the good news. If, you, if you're about to encounter something good and it seems like your world fell apart, guess what? You're in the right season. It's your season. You still get to experience a harvest you still get to reap. They actually did pull in a great harvest in this story. They intended to pull in a great harvest. 
But, but we want to know why. See, that's the thing about humans. God gave us the, the, the chance to be able to reason. And so we want to find reasons, you know. Uh, they, they, they asked Jesus this question when they saw this blind man. They said, okay, this blind man, why, why is he blind? Who sinned? Was it his mom or his dad? You know, why is God punishing this man? Obviously, one of his parents sinned. Who, which one, his mom or his dad? And Jesus looked and said, neither one sinned. Well, then why is he blind? He said, so that God could get glory. And he went over and he healed the man. And everyone was in wonder and awe of God's power. I want to suggest something today, and it may ruffle some feathers, but I believe that God will let us get into some trouble sometimes. He will permit it. And sometimes he'll even stir the pot just so that he can show himself to be mighty in your life. Just so he can prove how much God he is and how powerful he is and how much you, 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 you need him. And I probably need to talk about how I can maybe back that up theologically. You remember, you remember the story of uh, Moses leading the children of Israel out? You know, God never seems to want to take the easy route, does he? It, the easiest route would have been just for him to send Moses back in there and say, hey, boys, pack up. We're loading out. And then for them to, like, load out and for Pharaoh to go, oh, okay, hey, thanks for visiting, and let him go, right? No, he tells Moses, go in there, and you tell the people, get yourself ready. We're going out. We're heading to the promised land. In the meantime, he goes over, God goes over to Pharaoh, and the Bible says that he hardened Pharaoh's heart. He's the one that made Pharaoh get angry, bitter, irritated, got his ego all hurt. Just, just got things all twisted out of sorts. Even when Pharaoh talked himself into saying, you know what, okay, fine, you can go out into the desert for a few days and go do your worshiping and your sacrifice. And then once they were out in the desert, God messed with them some more and caused Pharaoh to get so angry that he winds up taking all the army of Egypt and, and, and he goes in hot pursuit, kind of like Jackie Gleason, you know? I'm in hot pursuit, Right? I'm showing my age, am I, am I not? <laughs> That's right. So he's, he's, he's heading off, you know, and, 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 he, and he causes, God created this whole drama. If you read the story of the children of Israel leaving Egypt and all the craziness that they went through and Pharaoh getting mad and all that, guess who was behind all of it? God. He caused this whole drama caused them to wind up being cornered against the Red Sea, seeing, looking fear right in the eye, seeing Egypt about to fall on top of them just so that he could rescue them in such a dramatic manner, parting the Red Sea, getting them across, swallowing up all of Pharaoh's armies right in the middle of the Red Sea just so that Israel would never forget who it was that delivered them that they didn't get out on their own, that it wasn't by their own means, but it was by God's miraculous hand. There are sometimes, I'm not saying that God causes horrible things to happen to us, but anything that is happening to his children, he has permitted it. And if I'm telling you, if he has permitted something that is challenging, if he has permitted something that seems horrendous to you at the moment, if, if anything there could be a myriad of reasons because, because his, his ways are above our ways, the Bible says. But if anything, God is setting you up 
to show you just how big he is, how miraculous he is, and just how much power he has to deliver you and to set you on the right course for who you need to be and what you need to be in his kingdom. Sometimes that's the only why you're going to get. I don't know why certain things happen, but all I know is he's going to prove himself to be mighty in it. Now, here's the problem. The problem is we want to try to fix things. That's the first thing that they wanted to do when they found out there was weeds in the harvest. We're supposed to be experiencing some incredible times, master, and yet we got weeds in the middle of all this. Hey, do you want us? Obviously, you didn't plant it. Obviously, we didn't plant it. We had good seed from you that we plant it for you, but we can fix it. Let us fix it. You want us to pull the weeds up? We'll take care of it right now. That's the problem we want to do. We are into fixing things. We see a problem, we start grabbing it, snatching it, grabbing it, snatching it, grabbing it, snatching it. Do you realize that you can do the right thing at the wrong time? You can be completely right and completely wrong all at the same time. It happened to Moses. Moses was born to be an emancipator, a leader, a director, and an, an inspirational uh, uh, figure. Uh, a law giver. He was born to be incredible, to lead his people into freedom. And the problem is he actually stepped into that role too early. And that's what got him into trouble. He wound up defending and trying to free some of his Israelite brothers and murdered a man and found himself on the backside of the desert hanging out with Jethro for 40 years. And so his purpose and his call was delayed for 40 years because he did the right thing at the wrong time. How many of y'all got 40 years to spare? So you don't want to move too quick. There's going to come a time that when, when, when your world catches on fire that you just need to be still. Don't act. Don't act. That's a word for someone today. Let it go. The master said, hey, you want us to pull these weeds? No, don't touch it. Let it grow together. Let it grow together. I will deal with it. God's saying, I will deal with it in my own time. I will deal with it when I say the time is right. In the meantime, don't touch it. Let it go. That's a word for someone. Someone hear me today. Let it go. I don't know what you are dealing with today. Let it go. Let it go. But you don't understand. I don't want to carry this into 2020. Let it go. I, 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 I don't want to have to think about it. Let it go. I don't know what I'm going to do about let it go. God's saying, I will deal with it in my own time. You don't even have to deal with it. I'll deal with it. I will take care of it in my own time. It's all about timing. Don't try to do the right time at the wrong time. Wait for him. Wait for him. You know, you, you, you wouldn't try to pick an apple before it's right and eat it, right? You, would, you wouldn't want to plow the ground before the season is right to plant your garden. So wait for the right time. Wait for the right time. Why does God let weeds grow in my harvest? Why, why is, you know, I'm trying to grow some wheat in my life. Why are you letting weeds grow in my weedy moment, <laughs> Right? I'm supposed to be living my best life. I'm supposed to be doing the best. I'm supposed to be experiencing the greatest thing that God has for me in the kingdom. Why am I having to deal with this stuff? I love, I love what the master said in this story. 
hey, you want us to you want us to pull the weeds? You got weeds. Oh my gosh, you got weeds. We got this harvest coming up. You got all this other stuff we got to deal with. And he said, now let them grow together. Let it go. Just let it grow. Let it grow. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Someone get that in your head. All the fire that's raging around you, the earthquakes that are happening within your personal life, whatever it is that you faced in 2019 that you really wish you didn't have to take into 2020, don't worry about it. It doesn't matter ultimately. Why? Because whatever God has planted in you, the seed, the good seed that he has planted in you is powerful enough to withstand any weed that the, that the enemy may, may try to sow. God is confident enough in his purpose in your life that whatever craziness is going on all around you, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Someone hear this for 2020. So you don't understand, but I lost my job. At the, if, if you needed that job for God's purpose, he would have made sure it was there. My, my best friend cut me off. If you needed that best friend for God's purpose in your life, they would still be there. I'm not saying it doesn't hurt. I'm not saying it's not fun. But I'm telling you, God's purpose in your life is so much bigger than anything this world could throw at you, any challenge that you may have. And here's the thing. God has to prove it to himself. But you'll never understand the integrity of what God has placed in you until it's tested. Sometimes we have to learn just how powerful God is in our life. You know? uh, now, Howard, correct me if I'm wrong. I, if I remember right, this, this dock out here has elastic bands, correct, that are supposed to be able to stretch and swell up to 25, is it 25 feet? 20 feet. So, so if, if we had a big monsoon come through here and the, lakes, the lake decided to rise at least 20 feet, that dock should be fine. We ain't never going to know unless it rises 20 feet. <laughs> oh, well, well, we know it's been 15 feet. So, but the lake had to rise 15 feet for us to be able to know that the dock would hold for at least 15 feet. Sometimes we got to let a flood come into our life and God has to permit some things just to get it through our head, just how incredibly solid and strong his word and his promises and his purpose are within our heart, within our life. So if you're experiencing some weeds in your harvest, you're right on course. That's the good news. Say, man, I got some weeds coming up in my life, then, then it's your season. <laughs> it's your time. It's your day. It's your year. I'm believing 2020 is going to be a great year. I'm believing God has some phenomenal things for us. Uh, the close the door on 2019. I was talking to Bob the other night. I think, how, I think a bunch of us were kind of together Christmas Eve. And uh, Bob told me if, he said, you know, he said, if, if, Anybody gives me a bottle of wine that's from 2019, I'm crashing it. I'm going to drink that stuff. <laughs> for, for some of you, for some of you, I think you got enough bad juju out this year. I'm just believing for blessings on you for 2020. But whatever 2020 holds, and I, I, I believe there's going to be some blessings. I believe there's going to be some incredible highs, but I also believe because it doesn't fail 
Every year there's going to be some challenges. In other words, whatever harvest you face this come this that you get to experience this coming year, you're going to have some weeds. There are going to be some things you have to deal with. When you ought to be dealing with the greatest of greats, yeah, you're also going to be dealing with some really rough things. So just be ready. But be assured that whatever God has placed in you, that the work he started, he's going to finish. And the purpose that he has in you is strong enough and bold enough and powerful enough that anything the enemy can throw at you, it's not going not gonna, to uh, prosper. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. You know, that's the funny thing is we pray, we really pray, Lord, don't let the weapon be formed. I don't even want to face the weapon. God actually lets the weapon form. No weapon formed against you. He goes, hey, yeah, I'll let some weapons be formed against you. Why? Because they're not going to prosper. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You know? We pray for the harvest. God gives us a seed, an answer. Sometimes we get frustrated. I wanted a harvest, God. You gave me a seed. No, within that seed is all that you need for that harvest. And yet, how many seeds have we cast away in our life? The Bible says, don't, don't despise the day, the day of small beginnings. Because small beginnings birth great harvest. Amen. Let's all stand. Father, I thank you for this year. I thank you for the good, and I even thank you for the challenging, because the challenges help us to grow, help mold us, help change us, help evolve us. As we go into 2020, Lord, help us to be more like you, help us to reflect you, help us to die out more in you to where we can be crucified with you, and yet we'll live because it's you alive in us. Help us to love the way that you have loved us unconditionally, with joy, not withholding anything, any good thing from us. Help us to love like that. Help us to accept. Help us to show grace, mercy, and deference, and patience, not only with each other, but with everyone that we meet, Lord. Father, help us to get outside of these walls in a greater way and impact not just this community, but our entire world. Direct us and lead us. Encourage us, Father, so that when we're trying to experience the blessings of our harvest, that we, we won't be discouraged by the, the challenging weeds that come up because we know that you'll take care of it in your own time and in your own way. And we just thank you and praise you. In Jesus' name, everyone say amen. amen. Let's worship together one last time before we go home.